0: All right, going to start the show now. Hi and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 140. 140. 140? 140. 140. 140. Not 420. Fort- no matter how much you try. Oh man, but I'm cool. I'm hip still. Wait, I'm talk. Todd. I'm Chuck. <laughs> We're going to be talking about motorcycles. I got to see Kevin Smith. Really? Yep. I went to San Diego last weekend. He uh-huh. was there for the Comic Con, did his podcast, Hollywood Babylon Live. Oh. Got to go sit and watch. It was, uh, I really like I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. Uh huh. So it was, uh, that's the second time I've got to see him this year. First time I've got to see him do one of his podcasts. Oh, neat. Does it look like us doing a podcast where it's just people sitting around a microphone running their mouths? They're high tech. They, they both have their own individual mic. Oh. And, uh, they're acting stuff out. His co-host Ralph does a, is really good at doing imp- imp- impressions, mm-hmm. and um, Kevin likes to treat the microphone as as a phallic device mm-hmm. for his prop. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. Hmm. Okay, then and, you know, and they were there at Comic Con, so they were like reviewing the Superman versus Batman clip. They were, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of geek stuff. Sure, yeah, all sorts of fun, fun geeky kind of things. Unlike mm-hmm. us, all we do is. <sighs> motorcycles <laughs> lame 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 uh i don't, let me ask you this so it's been one week since we've sat in this room and recorded mm-hmm. how many people have sent you that fucking video of the of the writer slamming the dude to the ground because the dude punched him in the face. Um, quite a few. I've got it like a dozen times. <laughs> Everyone's like, motorcycle podcast, hey, have you seen this? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've gotten a lot. I've gotten a, a couple. My, my family and friends mostly know that like putting anything in, that in front of me is just like inviting. <laughs> inviting Todd to come out of the darkness and <laughs> tell them exactly what he thinks. Hit great detail. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> And they run. I imagine everyone has seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's out there if you haven't it's this old white dude who is mad apparently because this bike uh, lane split mm-hmm. in front of him and so he gets out of his car uh, the rider with his passengers are stopped mm-hmm. and a guy goes up and punches the rider in the face through his tries to hit him through the viewport which probably doesn't go well uh, no, his his passenger gets off. It's a girl. Mm-hmm. She pushes the dude. He pushes her back. Scuffling ensues. <laughs> and then the rider just takes the old dude right down to the ground and sits <laughs> on him. <laughs> <laughs> and just, and, it, and it, I'll, I'll give this guy, whoever he is, credit. He was very calm. Kept he was, his head cool. He's, cool. Like, he's like, do you think this is appropriate behavior? You're hitting, you know, why are you doing this? What? And the dude, the old white dude, is just losing his mind. Literally, he's like, "Get up off me, so I can kick your ass." Now, who's going to listen? Who's going to actually get up off? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, all right then. You <laughs> told me. <laughs> I yes. think perhaps no. I will keep sitting on you. Yes, I, sir. I see you have a very excellent point there. Let, let me get up. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. what? You know what he needed? He needed a head boot. Yep. He <laughs> 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 just a little boop. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, you know, in, in fairness, the rider, who he knows he's on his helmet cam, did exactly the right thing, which is he didn't, like, fight back or anything. He huh? just subdued the guy and sat uh, Controlled him the situation. And controlled the situation. So the cops are going to come, and he's going to give them that video, and they're going to be like, Yep, we're taking him in for assault. Yeah. There's, uh, that guy's lawyer is going to have a rough time. My client the, did not assault him. That great exchange at the end where the guy's like, She attacked me. No, she did it. I've got the whole thing on video right here. You can just see the white dude's face, the wheels start turning. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> like I didn't notice the big dorky camera hanging on the side or something. I, you know, the whatever possesses a dude to just think this is a good course of action in the first place? Wait, wait. You're saying you're saying you're saying angry dudes who jump out of cars in traffic to hit people are not clear thinkers? This flies in the face of everything I thought I knew about cars. They could possibly be a little distracted. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. might have been texting right before mm-hmm. he threw the punch. I, I, I missed that mm-hmm. part. L O L, about <laughs> to punch some dude. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> what could go it, wrong? It wasn't great. <laughs> uh, I heard that the the old dude broke his ankle on the way down to the ground. Mm-hmm. So he, he's uh, stuff just... all over. there's a great part in the video where the motorcyclist is sitting on the old dude. And he's looking around and he goes, help? Anyone? (laughs) 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 And what comes up? A dude on a cruiser. You need help? I saw the whole thing. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's like cruiser guys and sports guys don't get along. Yeah. Well, you know, there, there's, there's one thing. guy gets out of a car and hits a motorcyclist. Every motorcyclist in half a mile just went, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know if it's just, this is a hot media thing now, a social media thing now, but it just seems like this is getting worse this year. Uh, I think road rage is, is, not really any worse, but I think what Road Rage is is on video. It's getting it's it captured and shared more. And think about the crazy shit you've seen people do because they were in Road Rage. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw a Civic try to run a minivan off the road, which, as you can imagine, went real well for the Civic. Um, <laughs> because the Civic went – or because the minivan passed him on an on-ramp. Uh-huh. In and- rage, both of them, total rage, like, like making, like, dodges at each other and everything. It was like, really? What the hell is going on? You are in a shit can Civic. You are in a minivan. Why are you guys. Well, I mean, okay, you know, in fairness, being in a minivan or a Civic would make me pretty mad, too. <laughs> I would be mad at the world. Maybe that's our problem. Maybe everyone's looking at us and they're like, oh, that guy's in a motorcycle. I hate my life. No matter what kind of day I'm having at work, if I get on a bike for the ride home, I am almost always in a much better mood. Mm hmm. Yep. By the time I get home. Totally, It's just, even if it's just a straight commute shot, mm-hmm. I'm just, it's just Still on a bike. It's, yeah. It's nicer. Mm-hmm. It is so much nicer, but yeah, I guess, you know, I got a few friends who run dash cams mm-hmm. that record, they're like rolling. So they, yeah. Roll rolling so many, many minutes, hours kind of thing. Not even like hours, oh, really, like minutes. Oh, okay. I've heard people talk about putting them on motorcycles. It's, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd have the attention span required to make sure it was always on. And well, I think a lot of them just turn on when they yeah, yeah they're turned on. You know, what would solve this a lot more efficiently for motorcyclists. That's it, that? PA system. Yep. Yeah. Totally. You do not want to fuck with me. <laughs> I I'm turning left now. <laughs> no, really. You need, sir, sir, back the fuck off. Seriously. <laughs> No, see the signal? That's a turn signal. Stop eating your goddamn cereal. Take notes. Turn. <laughs> signal. <laughs> so- or even just us cackling in the PA would be probably enough <laughs> to get some attention. <laughs> Somebody's like, why do I hear incredibly loud giggling so loud <laughs> <it's> echoing? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, a lot of so many of our negative reviews mm-hmm. are just about our laughter. That's true. Our so, laughter is clearly a powerful thing. We should put the laughter on a track and just pl- blast that out of a PA. In fact, we should we should make a cackling noise, really annoying cackling piece. And anytime someone sends a hate mail, we just send it back. Send it back. back. That's well, just here's cackling. a little gift. <laughs> Love you too, <laughs> <laughs> If we could put it in, like, a virus format. That mm-hmm. <laughs> changes all the sound. Changes their phone's ringer to... <laughs> Change all their sound effects. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I like it. It says legs. Dream big. Maybe like maybe we should make a Wheel Nerd soundboard app. Hacker hacker listeners, get busy. It's just... Ten of the buttons are just cackles. Cackle. Cackle one. Cackle two. Cackle three. Cackle four. If you play cackle four and cackle one at the same time, you can hear somebody say, Satan is Lord. <laughs> I, I thought we weren't gonna going talk about that. Well, only if you combine the two cackles. Yeah. Well, the rest of it is all in the subtext, so that kids we're, who listen to us will worship the Dark Lord. We're supposed to be we're supposed to be on the download. Yeah, yeah, right. Download with the Dark Lord. Yeah. But but you just you you just told everyone about it. Aren't we going to put this part into the sub sub subliminal stuff? You're bad at this. We don't have the subliminal <laughs> mode on, do we? <laughs> hey. Uh, you, we what? Stay in school. <laughs> drugs what <laughs> it's not on it's not on uh speaking of drugs <laughs> drugs someone was on some someone was on some so what's what's the what What do you think chuck would make a stretched hayabusa even more useless and impossible to ride if it was a trike good start but think bigger. think think trike with big bastard truck tires if it was a big wheel yes if a reverse big wheel. A reverse big wheel, and lo, someone has done it. Oh, why is it? Why is it against the rules for for someone to just buy a Hayabusa and ride it places? <laughs> like, what, what's the, what? Too many people have stock high that You aren't looking at ever since. Uh, you know, we had what? What's his name? Ross Like mm-hmm. the, the quarterback who crashed on a busa. Yeah, and, that, and then they became the dirt bike because the dude face planted on one. Oh, sure, right. Yeah. Ben, ben Ross Ligger. Yeah, whatever. Since then, the the fewers kind of died down. Everyone's mm. got a Busa now. Well, it's slow yeah. now. I can even test ride one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, they're slow now, too. I mean, the ZX-14 is faster. Okay, yep. Yeah, so this is a Hayabusa trike <laughs> kit, which they picture here with the trike <laughs> kit on and an old guy trailer behind it, which really brings the whole thing together. No, it's, no uh, I'm not sure what I like most about this. The matching paint job of the trailer, or the spoiler? Uh, the spoiler on the trailer, I think, really is the, is, is the selling point here. <laughs> yes, this is this is a Hayabusa trike kit. It fits on a two forty swing arm, uh, <laughs> which, by the way, is a rather extended one. Those wheels—they look like twenties. Yep, with a 22s. pair of 24 inch rims. That's a t- uh, yep. That that available now. Oh my god! Available. Now no. he says the bike is sold. Yeah. Uh, so he's just selling the kit. He's just selling the kit. You but too. <laughs> I want to know if, the tra- if he's got the trailer still. Mm, the old man trailer? The old man trailer cuz I mean what what why else would I need a trike kit if not to pull an old man trailer? I see where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Mhm. Oh my god, look at those wheels. They are some wheels. I think the trailer is just to carry spare tires for those no, wheels. No, just one. Just one spare just tire. One spare tire. <laughs> one spare tire fits in the old man trailer. That's it. That's all uh, you got. You know, I like the paint job, on. I can see why the bike is sold because yeah, it, the bike looks a like a fairly decent Busa, bike. Yeah. Just the the trike kit is a wrong <laughs> you know, thing. He was trying to sell this all at once, and the first dude that came up to offer him money was like, mm-hmm. 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 "Do you no. have the, the like the real back wheel? Can I can I can get it back, back instead?" instead? Busa? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I need to sell that tri kit somehow. Mm, mm. No, no. Mm, no. I bet he even bought the old guy trailer. It's <laughs> like the old guy trailer. That's oh, pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's yeah. got it's spoilers. Ooh, shit. shit yeah. 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 Does it carry anything that says it's tire? <laughs> <laughs> and this, this kit looks it, not it, shabbily made. It is, it is a, a well made, terrible idea.
1: Why?
0: This is this is yet another one of those really awful ideas which is faithfully executed. Yeah. Available now. I'm wondering if someone if he made this, if someone makes these and sells them, is there a oh demand my God. for this? There's more than one? Is there? I mean, there can't be. It looks it doesn't look like something some rat bag threw together. Uh no, it looks pretty pretty carefully machined. This little kitten, it's just it's a little like axle doodad and and I mean it's got just a basic the thing about a chain-drive bike is if you want to throw a ridiculous tread kit on it's easy, right? Yeah, it, it's got the place for the, the, it's got the tongue for the trailer, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's Someone's selling these you're just the one I don't know, man, this looks like a, a manufactured product Could be Someone is selling these Could be some guy in a machine shop who had abuse it too and he's like, you know what, I, I really I wish I wish I could use these 24-inch rims that I got such a good deal on <laughs> I only have three of them. That was why I got such a good deal, but, man. That's pretty hopeful. That's pretty good. And he looked over, and he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need something to carry this third one. Maybe Grandpa's trailer can be restored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that's, that's, you know. Yep, there it is. Available hopeful now. thinking. you think they make one for a Buell? <laughs> I want one for a Y2K. Try kit like that. That would be too fast. The startup sequence just, and then you'd snap the axles. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I just like to point out that uh, actually doing any hard braking or accelerating with these wheels would put rather tremendous uh, side torsion on the axles, um, which are long and rather thin. You yeah. I don't think anyone would be doing hard hard anything with a trailer. Every party needs a pooper. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Every party needs a pooper. That's why they invited you. Party What's next? Pooper. I can't take this anymore. Next, we've got this little bomb. A 2013 uh, Triumph Daytona 675 ABS, white and blue. Great color for this bike. Great, great. This is a great bike. Great bike overall. Fair price, nine hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Everything is normal about this bike except for this one sentence here. Please read that. The reason I am selling the bike because I bought the bike without telling my wife and she is now forcing me to sell it due to safety reasons. (laughs) Not because you're a shitbag who spent a lot of money without checking with your wife, which, you know, is generally dumb in the first place. Yeah. Um, Bike had a full checkup with fresh oil change, blah, blah, freaking blah. I have a clean title in hand. Whole bike detailed by professional. Clean and wax because I wanted to die inside as I saw it clean. I had to sell it. So sad. I have an auto check report in hand because she made me do it. And I can email it to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's willing to sell the bike stand, too. Because mm. he won't need it. Comes with a helmet, I bet. It doesn't yeah. say it comes with a helmet, I, but I bet you it does. Yeah, I bet there's a helmet. Are you selling a helmet? Jacket. Why, yes, I am. (laughs) Are you selling a Steve McQueen jacket? How did you know? Now, I can say a lot of things about my Mm ex-wife. None of them nice. Yeah. But even I and her had this conversation about motorcycles Mm -hmm. and what was acceptable for both of us for me to start learning and writing. Yeah. Who thinks not telling your wife at all is a good idea? Well, honey, I bought a bike. How much did it cost? Over ten thousand dollars. Long pregnant pause. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I, 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 I mean, my neighbor, my neighbor's a perfect example. Mm. Like, he bought the Ninja three hundred. That's like a, I think he said it was like four or it's five thousand dollar yeah. bike. And he is in a world of trouble. Yeah, because he didn't ask first. He did. Yeah. Well, you know, don't even say to ask. He he didn't uh, discuss discuss bring it up discuss even yeah. mention hi. You know, just so you know. I th- I, yeah. Heads up, heads up. Yeah. And I I I wonder how many guys and and listeners, if you've had this experience, please write to us. Please tell us, talk yeah. to us about this because I we don't get it. How many guys never say word mm-hmm. or. They bring up the subject, get shut down, but go do it anyway. That's the thing. That's the thing that these, the the, 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 subtext behind these ads is my favorite part because behind all of these ads is some incredibly dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I really, there's a sport I really want to try. I'm, I'm, you know, this is bike. I really love it. I'm totally into it. This, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, shut down. Forget it. Yeah. Um, or, and then they do it and then you lie about it and then or you or you know you're gonna let's be honest the reason they don't talk about it beforehand then you know they're gonna, get they know down. They're gonna get shut down so they go do it, they anyway. do it anyway yeah and they and then you come up with like plans like you hide it somewhere for a while mm-hmm. yeah you know intercept the mail so then you know yeah and maybe maybe it'll i i the 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 depth of insanity is so deep that you're walking out the door where are you going strip club yeah because <laughs> that's a more acceptable answer than that. I'm going riding my motorcycle. I'm going to strip club with the boys. I'm going to bang a hooker. We're gonna we're gonna pick. I'm, they're picking me up around the corner. You're
2: going to ride a motorcycle, aren't you?
0: No. We're going to hookers, <laughs> strippers. I'm, I'm gonna go get get on to catch a predator. I'm a, I'm gonna go get drunk. And drive back home and probably kill a hobo. <laughs> mhm. That on a motorcycle. <laughs> Why do you keep saying that? Well, the funny thing is, is the, the, the part that blows my mind is the, the stereotype we jump immediately to is the screechy one. <laughs> There's some weird fucked up cultural thing at work here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, clearly we're misogynistic. There's no other you know, possible ex- explanation for it. There's a, there's, a, there's certainly an undercurrent there. But uh-huh. there's some fucked up cultural thing that that's the first thing we jump to. Yeah. Without yeah. A fail. Despite the fact that a bunch of our listeners are female. <laughs> I'm actually interested. Wives, have you done this before? Have you bought the bike and you know gotten in trouble with your – well, I suppose these, in this day and age. <laughs> have you gotten in trouble with your, your spouse? House. Women, men, male spouses, female spouses. Mm. I want to hear it all. S- wife, sister, wife. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, Second wife was okay. Third wife wasn't. We we're in Utah. Because you, this is completely foreign to you. Utterly. You and were not in a relationship with your wife at foreign all. Foreign to me. Yeah. My, my relationship with my wife was based upon being set up on a date by my motorcycle friend. Right, right. Like, motorcycles came with me. It was just part of the package. It was like skiing or being incredibly arrogant. I was like 5 years into my relationship when I brought up riding a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And it was a discussion. Mm-hmm. Like an actual, you know, she was not upset, she was not angry, she was not screechy. Mm-hmm. She was just like, "I here are my concerns." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I see your concerns. This is, you know, I share them. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, go to school." I'm going to buy a small bike to start out on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find a bunch of really nerdy dorks that no one ever hang out with mm-hmm. and ride with them. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then my bike will overflow gas in Wyoming. <laughs> like, like, that's the worst attempt. <laughs> True. <laughs> because I know one of them will push me out of a canyon when I burn up my clutch. <laughs> And, and they won't leave me behind when it starts exploding on the side of the room. <laughs> They'll come back and get my stupid ass. No, I've already burned that card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one's, that card has been played, Chuck. <laughs> Well, I, I felt particularly bad since you, you shepherded me along <laughs> in the Ural. Uh, but that was fun. In third gear. dum 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 It's cool. I had my newspaper and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was mixing my own cappuccino. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So the next one is a Shadow 1100, well cared for. Runs great. 6,000 mm-hmm. miles. Yeah. I don't see what could be wrong with this. Uh, it's probably a dull owned right? Ooh. They do have a picture here. The uh, The paint looks like it's in good shape. It has some mm-hmm. saddlebags. Mm-hmm. looks good. Uh, front wheel appears to have less miles on it than the back wheel. I've never seen someone do that. It's hard as shit. <laughs> he doesn't even look like he's trying hard. Nope. It's not the kind of bike you can power wheelie really easily. Easy. Wow. Yeah, so this, this uh, if I was putting up a picture of the bike that I was selling, yeah. it would probably not be a person in a t-shirt wearing, you know, like jackass shoes wheeling it down the road. <laughs> this does not, to me, say, person who was careful about maintenance. Doesn't say well cared for. No, well cared for <laughs> does not spring out. From this one. Uh, it does say it runs great. That, yeah. That in fairness, yeah, you, runs, it's wheeling really, it, so must runs, runs great. But uh, yeah, there's a there's a there's a much better bike. Yes. Uh, here, I have a picture of it. Ready? You have a better bike. Ready? Yeah. Okay. That. All right. This it's this a call. motorized bicycle. Okay. It's another bicycle. Runs great. Why? Sixty miles per gallon. Cuts through traffic with ease. <laughs> they appear to have mounted a chainsaw to the front of a bicycle. I did not catch that until now. Mm-hmm. But the the chainsaw motor is actually running the bike. Is it actually running the See bike? See the chain. huh. Oh my god! It is actually running the bike. The chain and is, also the chainsaw and, and the chainsaw. Yeah. So he's mounted his chainsaw over the front wheel uh-huh. and put a put a, a well, sprocket and a chain. Well, he only had the one chainsaw. <laughs> you know. So like like, you know, he wanted to make sure that he could still use his chainsaw. Uh, the murder people apparently. Yeah. What I don't understand mm-hmm. is what do you think the purpose of the second set of handlebars is? Uh, it's the uh, safety it's the safety bar on the chainsaw. I've never seen a chainsaw with this. Uh, I, he, I he has attached a different set of handlebars to his safety bar in order to hold the safety bar back so that the chainsaw doesn't think he's dying. He's about to get his arm cut off. I don't understand. <laughs> so... What's this blue thing up here? I have no idea what the blue thing up there is. Okay. I'm assuming it's part of the chainsaw. I'm guessing, if I was a betting man, that he's moved the actual throttle of the chainsaw Oh, is uh, that what? up to there. Up there? Yeah. And then he's mounted it onto the the guard bar mm-hmm. um, so that he can put, when he wants to turn it off, he pushes the guard bar forward. Okay. That would be my guess. I, wow. This I is, don't know, man. This, this is... is uh some major league shit and he day. left the chainsaw on it. and yeah. he left the chainsaw blade on it for you know maximum effect that that can't be legal ah uh, <laughs> i'm going with no <laughs> but who's going to who's going to call you who's going to stop it. hey you can't be <laughs> he's got the hockey mask on <laughs> <laughs> what did you say this, this is uh oh my this is a this is a this uh, is an idea it is, it is an idea that someone executed mhm and with forethought mhm this is uh do you think the chainsaw chain actually turns or is it just there for looks i think it's actually turning boy that's that's terrifying what happens when you wreck I, I guess when you wreck the guard bar hits and you yeah okay you know what i don't know how you would disconnect one from the other and still keep cuz mm-hmm. it looks like yeah. it's sharing mm-hmm. i don't know Sixteen miles per gallon may eventually get up to a speed you'd notice. Cause far be it from me to suggest that chainsaw motors aren't particularly powerful motors. Then again no, then again, you can get a couple horsepower chainsaws, can't you? Yeah, holy shit. And this thing is I mean, think of the speed that a chain turns. Yeah, but that's the gearing thing. That's not an yeah. initial engine speed thing. I don't I, I I don't know if he his gearing is such that but... I, I'm betting there's not a lot of acceleration going on. I'm kind of scared. Like, I bet, I bet what you do is you get the bike moving and then you fire off the motor. Do you think it's a pull cord? <laughs> <laughs> that makes steering really hard. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: you fucking bastard! Because <laughs> you know you have to swear at least once at every yard tool, and you gotta prime it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Prime, prime, pull, pull. Uh, maybe square, that's what that, that bar assembly thing is for. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually He's the pull cord startup. Of course, right. if you're going to get into road rage. This is the that's, thing to that's have. That's the thing to have. Yeah. The guy's not going to get out and punch you if <laughs> <from> you're like, <laughs> Hey, you bastard. <laughs> what did you say? You just, you don't even say anything. You just turn your head really slowly <laughs> and look at him and rev the chainsaw a little <laughs> And they're like, uh, carry on. Get back I, in their car. I got to go. I have to, I have a thing. Across town. Bye. This is waiting for someone to make a low budget horror movie. Yes, it is. Isn't it? <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man, bad motorcycle props in movies. And speaking of scary stuff. Yeah. Now, Chuck, it's time for uh, what I consider to be an important part of our job on Wheel Nerds, but not one that I relish. Bleh, this is Part of it, this job we don't relish. Mmm. It's the HR part of this job. HR. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. We've obtained some information about one of our wheel nerds. We're going to confront them now. We have to have a talk. We're going to have to have a talk. Okay. Uh, There'll be a performance improvement uh, meeting. Okay. Okay. Let's uh, let's do this. Hello. Hello. Hi, Jen. What's
2: going on?
0: Well, Jen, uh, we needed to call you about something. Now, um, this isn't the kind of conversation that uh, a lot of folks like to have about work stuff. But uh, we felt it was important enough, and we wanted to give you a chance to see if you could help improve your performance a little bit. Um, Some information has come to our attention recently. Um, We understand that recently, while on a motorcycle, you had a little run-in with a fence. Right.
2: What? It wasn't a fence.
0: Was it a fence?
2: It was a a gate.
0: (laughs) That that makes it better?
2: Yes. Well, yes, because... It's narrower than a fence. I mean, a fence just doesn't move, and you probably shouldn't get near it. But a gate—the intent was to go through—is what I'm saying. Mm
0: -hmm. And and it it was a gate that you could not see. (laughs) It was it was existing in an indeterminate state. Are are you attempting to to plan the situation on the gate
2: now? It was a ninja gate.
0: Ah, one of those. Was a ninja gate.
2: I, I want it known though. This gate is now mine. It has my name on it and probably will forever. Because I am famous for or possibly infamous I'm not sure <laughs> it's one or the other.
0: <laughs> for running into it?
2: Yeah, that's why are you give me a hard time about the gate. It I had an alley. It I, I bumped my knee and everything.
0: We're concerned for your health we, and your well being.
2: You are not. Oh we. we take we house. take workplace
0: <laughs> safety. Very seriously here at Wheel Nerds, Jen. And
2: I also, I think you should know it was not on the Thunderbird. It was on the America.
0: That makes it marginally better. How is that marginally better? Wait, how many bikes do you have? It's two. two uh,
2: yeah, two. <laughs>
0: <sighs> well, Jen, we're, how's, the, how's the bike?
2: The bike is awesome. See, this is the great thing about Triumph System. Um, they they stand up very well. <laughs> they,
0: they crash well, which they have. They have extremely extremely good gate uh, uh, survivability. The, Is that your endorsement?
2: The, yes, exactly. The fuel tank goes. Oh, Jen, let's be on sniffing up, boys.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> that was Jen's obligatory innuendo. I'm glad to see you're still keeping up with that part of your job.
2: <laughs> right? Hey, I just got off a plane. I'll have you know, I'm talking to you. Completely sleep deprived.
0: Did you did you bump into anything coming off of the plane? Did you make
2: it through the door of the plane
0: after it was open? Because there's gates there.
2: Wait, 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 wait. That's not a gate it's a door. Actually, no, there's a gate, right? And it's a gate. Okay, now you're just trying to confuse me. I didn't even drink on the plane. I want, I want that. I think, to be I think
0: problem. a picture is forming. <laughs> we're we're not trying very hard. I'll give. I'll tell you. I think I think everything is starting to come clear.
2: <laughs> wait. Here's what I really want to know.
0: What well, you want to know.
2: I told you about the gate. Yeah. What? I, I, I want to know who outed me on the gate.
0: I can neither confirm nor deny the sources. As you know, our whistleblower hotline at Wheel Nerds is 100% anonymous, and it was not your son. Yeah, it wasn't Stone. Uh,
2: nope. Because uh, if it wasn't Stone, you know, who isn't sitting here next to me, in the co- I probably shouldn't meet him while he's driving. That'd be bad. <laughs> How it felt like. Stuff. John wants to know how you like your cup. The cup
0: is very, very nice,
2: <laughs> and it does get extremely well, hot. He so he bribed you to call and give me a hard time about. Yeah, hey, I bought about.
0: that cup for good money. I I don't think it would really take a bribe for, for this. Ah. No, no this
2: this call
0: is its own bribe, Jen.
2: Great, thank you. I'm I'm so pleased that you would call me and give me a hard time.
0: Why Why did you run into the gate? What, what, I didn't hear this story. So what, I was riding with the guys
2: game. that had been through that gate like a 16 billion times, and it's this little chicane move, and I thought, if they can do it, I can do it. And I probably can, you know, if I had Except you couldn't. The, ...the bike the day before and had as many miles on my bike as they have on theirs. You know, there's a lot of reasons I shouldn't have just followed them in there. And uh, the idol. Oh, I forgot. The, the idle was crap. When I picked it up, the idle was weird, and I hadn't adjusted the choke yet. And um,
0: is that what we're doing yeah. you, know
2: you know, last yeah. time my idle
0: was bad on my bike, I accidentally did a wheelie and a backflip, and then crashed into a car. So I a
2: whole backflip? That's amazing. Okay.
0: It was idling low, and so I backflipped. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> mm-hmm. Last time my idle was bad on my bike, the the engine was. Ex- Shooting fire out the pipe.
2: I'm not, no. wait a minute, there's no no empathy. Usually when I talk to you guys, you, you just there's so much empathy there, I just think, oh, I should call all the time.
0: Does she not know who she's talking to
2: yet? <laughs> well, Jen,
0: we here at Wheel Nerds take workplace safety very seriously.
2: You guys are jerks.
0: well we're we're glad you're we're glad you're back in town and we're glad that you've successfully negotiated the gate to get out of the airport now okay wait have have you have you been through the gate yet on a bike
2: oh have i successfully navigated what what got me before is that what you're asking me
0: yes Yes. yes
2: you know what the trick is
0: walking (laughs) <laughs> Going around? Go <Slow>
2: down. <laughs> <laughs> <All> the...
0: <laughs> Go a different here, way.
2: So, the guys I was with, here was, here was how they reacted. They're so much like you.
3: <clears throat>
2: so, the, the right hand foot peg, just that the outer edge, just caught, and it doesn't matter what, bite, what part of your bike catches, it's just not moving, and the whole bike is stopping, right? So, that little edge of that peg caught the gate. And the bike stopped, and of course, you know, it went down. So the guys just stop and jump off their bikes and come back, and they're laughing. They're laughing at me. And I look at them, and they go, oh, wait, oh, sorry, are you okay? <laughs> so their first response was not, are you okay? Their first response was, wow, Jen, that was that was entertaining.
0: <laughs> well, I think
2: I need a better class of friends. It
0: probably looks pretty entertaining. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Did you manage to do any kind of cool pole or hoop or some other gymnastic move as you were flying off the bike? I landed
2: on my feet. Does that matter? Does that help?
0: Counts. What would you hit your knee on?
2: Um, the the edge of the, um, uh, you know, not the brake, but the other thingy. Shoot words. Uh, the other what? thingy?
0: The other thingy? <laughs> not the brake, hey. the other thingy. That's the, you know. That's the first day in class. We go over. That's this is the handlebars. This is the key. This now, is the brake. This is the now's other thingy. The
2: hard.
0: This is now's the, the not the brake. The other thingy. <laughs> <laughs> this is. I
2: don't- I'm We're, your model student. We need
0: to press the other thingy down in order to change gears. We need to revoke licensing. No.
2: And here's, here's the... Your listeners everywhere are going, what is she doing on a pipe? She doesn't know that to me.
0: Well, she's... she uh, <laughs> Amongst other things... Yeah, you're crashing. Crashing into gates. crashing into gates.
2: You're crashing
0: in the gates. Uh, <laughs> you crash into one <laughs> gate. <laughs> I... yeah. Uh, how, how many...
2: Wait, would you like me to send you a picture? They, they that would be fabulous.
0: Gate. <laughs> we, we could call this episode uh, Jen's Gate. I
2: will send you that. You can post it on your website. Oh, wow, that does not sound good. <laughs>
0: uh, how many gates do you need to crash into before we can legitimately make fun of you?
2: Apparently one.
0: Is it a number or is it like a quality of
2: a gate? It was a pretty <laughs> great gate. I mean, this is, this is a substantial thing of steel. At a haunted house. I don't know if that makes it even better, but it was.
0: Were you at the time chasing or being chased by a ghost who turned out to be someone you knew in a rubber mask? Zombies. Were you being chased by zombies or were you a zombie on the bike? Um, going with the second.
2: Which is a better? <laughs> which one is the better answer?
0: <laughs> there is there is no good light here for you. Dang it. <laughs> All answers. I think uh, you. You are uh, at the bottom of a well.
2: I don't think I can win with you guys, is what you're saying. Not, yep. not on
0: this. Um, what, what, have, this. What, have, what have you learned from this experience so that the listeners can learn from your foibles, Jen?
2: No matter what, don't tell your son about your mishaps. That is my takeaway. <laughs>
0: and it's called a clutch. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jen.
2: Oh, anytime. <laughs>
0: Now, we have a real guest. Yes. Yes, we do. (laughs) That was not a... This is a guest we've been trying to get for a long, long Long time. time. And we're very excited to finally have these guys uh, to come on and talk to us. Okay, so our guests tonight are Russ Miller and Fabio Percicelli. I already messed that up, didn't I? Yeah, you you messed up his last name. I did. Well, they're from the Sidecar Racing Association. (laughs) I got that right. Wait, did I? Yes. Yes. Sidecar races is it sidecar racing or sidecar racers?
1: Sidecar Racers Association. Sidecar
0: Racers Association. Okay. The S R R A.
1: Right? No, oh, just one R. S R S-R. S
0: R. I am bad at this. You are terrible <laughs> God. At this. You should you should not have a show. I shouldn't. Why do I do this every week? Russ and Fabio, thanks for being on with
1: us tonight. Ain't hey, no problem. So
0: thanks for uh, having us. you guys so you guys ride around a track uh at uh, inadvisable speeds in a super super duper duper aerodynamic sidecar rig. Correct. On a regular basis. And you guys are based out uh, of Toronto, right?
1: Yeah, I'm about two hours west of Toronto and Fabio's from Toronto. Alright, cool. So um Alright so I got I gotta lead with the with the obvious question. How on earth do
0: you get into these st- Super purpose-built, racy sidecars that basically do nothing
1: but go fast around the track. How would you get into it as far as starting racing them?
0: Yeah, well, like, where where, where do you start? I mean, what's, what's the gateway drug yeah. to these kind of sidecars? Like, we ride Urals, and...
1: They're I, not fast. They don't show up on your photos. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, what everybody imagines us riding, too. Whenever you tell somebody you race sidecars, they... They think Fabio, the passenger, is just sitting in a basket reading a newspaper. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but the way we get involved with it, get new new people out, is the first weekend of May we have actually a training session, so passengers can come down, and uh, if they're the ones that are really wanting to race, come down. We train them how to uh, how to develop their skills. Hmm. Okay, so like you just you kind of advertise
0: this day, and a person shows up and says, "I want to be a monkey." Correct.
3: We pretty, do the... Pretty much. So go ahead,
1: Russ. Yeah, we we do a few bike shows and that's where a lot of the interest comes from mm-hmm. because those type of people will be there. Uh, the other thing we do is during the season we have, uh, we call them taxi rides. So at lunch hour, people that uh, want to go for a couple of laps around the track, we take them out a couple of pedestrian laps and give them a taste
0: Oh, nice. It's <laughs> kind of cool. Sounds like a good lunch hour. It'd be a way to get the get the word out about your association. How how large is the group? Uh, it's
3: so not, the, sorry, go ahead, Go
0: ahead, look, they're so polite. I, it's everything I've heard about Canada is true.
3: <laughs> See the problem? The passenger is always wrong, right? So I have to I have to be good, or else uh, Russ is going to yell at me and uh, curse me out on here. So I'm just going to sit and wait my turn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile you're busy trying to keep the show leaning in the right direction
3: yeah I know no credit for for all the guy doing the work Russ gets all the, the, the glory on the top of the podium when we win
0: I hear he even gets his seat <laughs> <laughs> yes. what
3: kind of crap is that I yeah, know I you know. think you can you could at least give me a banana every now and then
1: <laughs> yeah that's what I get for paying the bills right
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Ouch, okay, well, that was a low ball. You know, for our yeah, listeners yeah. who don't know what these these bikes look like, uh, go to our show notes. We have lots and lots of pictures they sent us. But just to kind of give you a rough idea, this looks nothing like a Ural. This looks like a kind of like a Formula Run race car smashed together and minus a wheel. <laughs> uh, it, it, they look to me like planes with one wing. That's the only way I can describe. They're them. like yeah, little flying saucers, and there's a there's a driver who's in sitting in sort of a thing that looks like a bobsled, and then your monkey is doing what looks like yoga all over everywhere on this bike.
3: That's pretty much it. I think you guys got it nailed.
0: I mean, we're just looking through these pictures, and you guys are just crawling left and right, up and down. I mean, that's got to wear you out, man. <laughs>
3: It's not easy. Like you're always uh, as a passenger, you're fighting the G-force, right? So when you're going that quick, like if you've ever been in a car and you've taken a turn faster than you should have, you'll you'll, you'll find that the the force is pushing you the opposite way, right? So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's not easy. Like your your grandmother couldn't get back on there and, and have a have her Sunday ride to go get bread, but uh, <laughs> but it's it's, it, it, it's still fun. Uh, if it was if it was easy, everyone would do it. <laughs>
0: Fair point. So, so back to the question, how many people do you have in your group that do it?
1: I mean, so there's I an, there is an East and a West Club. So there's a Western Club uh, in the California region primarily. Uh, we're with the Eastern Club. There's Of the active teams, there tends to be about eight to nine uh, sidecars or rigs out at each event. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's probably approximately 15 to 20 of us. We race in the Canada and U.S., so there's only a few teams that actually make all of the events, and mm-hmm. there's some that just stick to Canada, some just stick to the U.S. as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So now, are, did, these, did you just run this on the same track you'd run like a car or a motorcycle race on, I'm assuming.
1: Correct. We always run with motorcycles because the uh, safety uh, conditions that are set up for the bikes are the same for us as far as runoff mm-hmm. and the air fences and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas cars don't need that, they have uh, they have roll cages, right? So oh yeah, oh no, yeah, yeah, okay,
0: yeah. And you and you, pro- but you probably tip over like five ten percent less than the motorcycles do.
1: Uh, we can tip over, but yeah, uh, two wheeled bikes tend to fall down a lot more for sure. What kind of speeds do you re- reach when you're racing? Uh, that depends on the track. Some of the faster tracks. We were just down at Summit Point, West Virginia. And at that track, it's eleven corners and two miles long, and and uh, the top bikes are between a minute twenty-seven, minute twenty-nine to go around the track. So we're we're getting up around one forty-five, one fifty miles an hour or so. Whoa! <laughs> Which is like a billion in kilometers. <laughs> uh, approximately, <laughs> yes. Double double it and add
0: thirty-two. So you're going like one hundred and forty, and the monkey is doing a headstand on the back of the bike. <laughs>
3: Wow. Yes, but not fully extended.
0: <laughs> yeah, if he put his legs all the way up, he'd just go... <laughs> <laughs> like a leaf. My, On the street my street. Fat
3: be- go ahead, go Russ. Ahead. My fat <laughs> belly anchors me nicely.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask that question. So is, so is a heavy monkey or a light monkey better? Uh,
1: I've had both. And Fabio is pretty light. And uh, the light... Thank you, Russ. The light passenger really... Helps you out as far as braking and uh, cornering, um, but a, a heavier passenger on the left-hand corners when the bike's the most unstable, uh, helps you out a lot there. I, I like Fabio as a passenger because I can really go a lot deeper into the corner, and uh, a heavy passenger, because their weights on the back wheel tends to, to make that front wheel light, and and wants, the bike then wants to push through the corner, so the front wheel skidding. Getting... Yes, exactly.
0: Are are these teams self
1: funded for the most part, or do you get sponsorships? Most anybody that has sponsorship is pretty limited sponsorship. Okay. Uh, the one the one company I should put a shout out to that actually helps out the entire club is Barnett Clutches. Okay. It's so,
0: <laughs> <that's-> because <laughs> you smell like money.
1: <laughs> so
0: you're, you're racing sidecars, huh? Yeah. Those things are hard on the clutch, huh? Yeah. Hey new sponsor <laughs> I'll give you a sticker What's the clutches. What kind of financial commitment is someone looking at to be in the to be racing one of these rigs
1: uh, as far as the price of the bike or yeah well the price of the bike and the price of the season So I just you know so the price of the bikes vary from anywhere from around eight thousand to oh. to fifteen thousand and more um they tend to come in from Europe, so people will import them from over there, and it depends. Formula 2 bikes tend to be a little bit more pricey over there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're buying new, if you're going to buy brand new over in Europe, you pay a lot more like double that, easy. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, But all of us are using a uh, bit older bikes. And uh, so during the weekend, it's actually fairly inexpensive from the actual, once you get to the track there, the passenger and the driver tend to to split some of those costs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a driving to the track because our tracks are quite a, quite spread out. Mm-hmm. So we travel. This weekend we're going to New Jersey, and that's about a ten hour drive for us. I'm so sorry. We're <laughs> the, about the New Giller. Jersey part. It, yes, yeah, well worth it though. So <laughs> so the drive the driving adds up. So probably average cost per weekend is around five hundred bucks or so. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's it's not too far off from the. Uh, the two-wheeler racers we
0: talked to yeah this is that's actually a lot more reasonable than i was thinking hmm. are any yep. of these
1: bikes built in north america or are they all from europe i know there's a few that are uh, built in north america mine happens to be built uh, just outside of ottawa ontario and there's a guy in detroit uh, super light cars it's uh, starting to build sidecars as well
0: oh yeah because we've talked to some sidecar makers but no one's ever really they're not, mentioned they're not making racy stuff they're yeah, making the ones in the couch where fabio gets to read the newspaper yeah <laughs> correct <laughs> <laughs> so is there a requirement that your sidecar has to be on a particular side i mean like does it i mean on the road obviously you wouldn't want it on the wrong side that would be pretty exciting pretty fast but can it be on the left or the right i mean i guess do you just kind of get what you get
1: uh, there there isn't a rule for that, but most of our bikes have the uh, chair wheel on the left because it, the tracks go uh, um, clockwise, mm-hmm. so you're primarily doing right-hand corners where the bike's a lot more stable.
0: Oh uh, yeah, okay, yeah,
1: makes sense. So there's a few uh, there's a few vintage bikes in the uh, Loudon, New Hampshire area where the track is counterclockwise, and they've been pr- basically purpose built for that track with the chair on the other side. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Calling that a chair is kind of optimistic, isn't it, Russ? It's very generous. it's
0: yeah, pretty I comfy guess.
3: to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: because you're never in it.
3: <laughs> How would you
0: know? You don't sit in it. But when he does, if you ever decide, to. to
3: straight, i got to get tucked all in there, so I'm there for a little bit on the straightaways. And
0: then Russ reaches over and starts hitting him. No, no, that's just my trick when you're not leaning. Shut up. <laughs> Biff, lean. I can't. Is that why you haven't been my monkey yet?
1: Uh, with the Formula One Cycars, you can't... With the, with the longer bikes, the Formula One bikes, you can't reach <laughs> reach them and do... Even if you did want to hit them, you can... That's what the riding crop is for.
0: <laughs> this is the monkey motivator. <laughs> so someone shows up, they, they do the, the monkey tour, um, the cab ride thing, and they, they're really interested in it. How long does someone spend as a passenger before they they get to be a driver?
1: Uh, or does that two, depend on
0: them buying a bike?
1: Um, typically, yes. <laughs> I started out as a passenger myself and then uh, bought the bike off of my driver whenever he was uh, ready to sell it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that tends to be the general progression because becoming a passenger is definitely a lot less expensive and it's probably the cheapest form of uh, racing you'll do as far as as far as motorized racing mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't you don't have the commitment then of the trailer and all that other stuff so getting started it just like two wheel racing means you need to buy a trailer and you need to have tools and mm-hmm. some other stuff to go along with that so your, your, your monkey is really just dead weight yeah. he's
0: worse dead than that on with, those long drives
3: dead <laughs> weight with big balls my friend <laughs>
0: So so I have I've I've always wondered kind of so the, what's actually inside that bike? I mean from the outside it just looks like a big smooth fairing which all I can think of is paint and plastic. Oh my god. Yeah, it looks like a bobsled. Oh. What's under there?
1: Uh, as far as motor as far yeah, as frame. Yeah, what's what's the, what's the motor? What's the I mean I guess it's probably a purpose-built frame underneath, but where where's the motor from? Uh Gosh. so what I'm using is a Yamaha R1. Okay. Ooh. and uh, there's other guys using uh, Gixxers and uh, KZs or KZs mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, the CBR are 1000 so the longer bikes and the pictures I sent you there's a couple of different bikes mm-hmm. so there's long bikes and short bikes so the number 14 is actually my bike that's Fabio and I on there on some of those pictures Okay. and it's a long bike and you're allowed up to 1000 cc's and the motor is behind the driver. So if you look at the pictures, the intake it for the actual motor is behind me. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. And and that's a longer wheelbase. So those bikes are just over ten feet long overall from the nose of the fairing to the back. Oh wow, so they're immense. and then the other bikes are uh short bikes, Formula Two. So the Formula Two bikes are just like uh are used at the Isle of Man. Mm-hmm. And they're allowed up to 600 cc's, and the motor's underneath the driver on them. Okay, so the the guts are not a whole lot different from a normal race bike, just hauling two people around. The configuration sounds very, very different, though. Yeah. Well. Yeah, well, yeah, it's uh, smaller wheels, wider wheels, mm-hmm. still a chain drive. Motor's uh, they're behind they're, they're, you. Yeah. And you're like, almost, kind of looks like you guys are almost cranked right over to front wheel there. Yeah, the driving position isn't actually too comfortable. You're you're on you're on your knees. oh uh, yuck. And your feet are behind you. Okay. Yeah. So is the is the steering on most of these like a center
0: hub set up under there?
1: Um there's a couple mine is not a center hub.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All the Formula Two bikes are not center hub, but the newer Formula Ones are center hub steering. Okay. And the others are like a leading link with a really, really, really
0: short travel kind of thing?
1: Uh, yes. Okay. So the the problem is, obviously, with the uh, with the non-center hub string. so the, the standard fork configuration is with flat tires. The tire sits up on its edge whenever you turn. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So you probably go through tires that much faster in addition to just... You know, having less tire touching the ground, which can get exciting.
1: Huh. Uh, no, it's not too bad. The rear tire, I get most of a season out of a front tire, and the chair tire we uh, sort of bring from the rear. The rear, about every two to three races mm-hmm. for a rear tire. So that's one area where, compared to two-wheel guys, two-wheel guys use a lot of tires, and yeah. and we actually uh, are fairly decent on ours. You guys, well, this might be a
0: dumb question, but you guys are using car tires all the way around?
1: Uh, Avon actually makes uh, sidecar-specific tires that we use. Oh. Ooh, with really thick sidewalls and all the good meat. <laughs> yeah, because we can't have our tires folding because the fairing and, and everything's right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: Hm. How long does the season run for you guys?
1: Uh, we start in May and then end uh, near the end of September. Okay. And we run anywhere between 6 to to 10 weekends okay do you meet up with the west coast guys at all or is it are you guys pretty much two independent groups uh, for the most part we're pretty independent groups there has been in the past some pretty big uh, meetings with the two groups together uh, at tracks like most part and Elkhart Lake mm-hmm. um, an area that's turning out to be a little bit like that right now is Barber mm-hmm. in the first week second weekend of May of uh, October I believe The big vintage vintage festival, uh, the Armour Group, lets uh, any sidecar go down, too. Oh, okay. How did you two personally get into sidecar racing?
0: Either way, you can start.
1: (laughs) Uh, For me, I had been around the racetrack a lot when I was was young, and I had seen the sidecars. And I had done a bit of uh, motocross when I was younger, and... I actually did uh, Formula Ford for, for part of a season and with the cars, mm-hmm. and then I got away from it completely, and it's something I just always wanted to do. So the opportunity came up, and and uh, the driver of, of the bike that I own now was looking for a passenger, and, and uh, we got along really well and, and started racing. What attracted you to it versus just doing race bikes? Two-wheelbikes. Uh, I think it was just the, the teamwork dynamics because mm. you can't talk to each other when you're out there and, mm-hmm. and you're really totally dependent on what the other guy is doing.
0: Oh, so you don't have what, your, what intercoms have to in your
1: helmet? No. Oh? No. That would make it too easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's about, a, it, we're totally dependent on each other for how fast we can go and whenever we even come off the t- track – and talk about what the session went like, it's really important to get the feedback from each other. Like if somebody slipped down a spot, just like made a mistake, say, hey, I made a mistake there. And, and you know, then we know whether it was a driving error or a passenger error. Okay. How about you, Fabio?
3: So uh, my road to sidecars ended up, uh, I was on YouTube one day. Because uh, I'm all I'm all about the Alaman and I was uh, I was looking at uh, this was a couple of years back, and I was looking at uh, you know going in the and seeing what it's all about, mm-hmm. and on some YouTube videos I see these these crazy looking bikes with two guys going around. I was like, holy crap, that's pretty cool, right? So then a uh, quick Google search, and I found this SRA club, and I was like, you know what? I went on, I went online, I went on their forum, and I just posted something saying, you know, guys, I just saw some videos of uh, of these sidecars. What's it all about? A lot of the members that are nice guys, not Russ, of course, responded <laughs> saying, "You know all this good, all these good things and saying, "Yeah, you know what, come out and try and try it out, right?" Yeah. So I show up, I show up, and I, I, I was going to be that one guy that shows up, does the school, gets his little parade laps around, And uh, it so happened there was a, there was a guy there, a pretty fast guy who actually holds the number one plate now, who, had, who, was, who was partnering up with the new passenger. And when I was there just you know doing my school, having my fun and just going to do it and then take off and never see it again, and just to say I did that once, hmm. his passenger quit on him, just said, "You know what? this isn't for me, I hate it." So all of a sudden I got this guy coming up to me. <laughs> I got this guy coming up to me, and, 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 and this driver's a beauty, big English accent, old guy comes up to me and goes, "Do you want to be my passenger this year?" And I was like, "Okay, and that was it. Sidecar passenger guy, here I go. It's kinda so that's cool. pretty much how I, how I got in, involved in it.
0: That's you, a lot less daunting than you know the two wheeled thing of like, Can I come out to track? Oh yeah, you gotta go go in the you know the weenie division and uh you oh, yeah, gotta you know school. you're gonna need some school and you, you need Safety bike and di vapor just sit tape, yada yada. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't <laughs> no, sure. we, we need all that. <laughs> <laughs> oh I am sure you I'm sure you do, but for a noob you just show up and you're like, get I, kinda, on. I wanna race, guys and they're like, Yeah, go, yeah, get on, let's go. Get, hold on. <laughs>
3: No, but it, it it's true. Like you can, anyone can get on the bike. Now, obviously, you won't. Like when I got on this bike, we weren't going, you know, balls to the wall right off the start. But yeah, anyone can jump on a bike, and the bike can only go as fast as the passenger or the driver can 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 handle. Right. So if I if I'm not doing a good job, Russ can't put the gas the gas down, and doesn't matter how good a job I'm doing. If Russ is slow, it's we're slow. So, <laughs> which is which is usually the case, right, Russ?
1: Uh, we try. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I gotta watch what I say. I got nine hours in the car in New Jersey with him tomorrow. He's, gonna... <laughs> He's a lot bigger than I am.
0: So, do do you ride normally outside of this uh, the racing? You first,
3: Russ?
1: Uh I don't currently, but I do have uh, I do have three other motorcycles at home. Okay. So I I do I've I had a bike since I was like five years old and and have done a lot of riding. Both dirt and, and pavement. Mm-hmm. So that's actually one of the ways I got the sidecar home was I wasn't supposed to bring home another motorcycle. Oh! <laughs> Never. It's
0: not a motorcycle. As you can see, you're, you're, it's a you're plane. You're correct. correct. <laughs> what is it? It's a whirling dervish. It's a, a spaceship. <laughs> How about you, Fabio?
3: Yeah, so, so I I currently don't have a bike now. When I was younger, I had the, I did the crotch rocket thing. I was that, I was that guy who went out Saturday morning and is there a cloud in the sky? No, let me take it on the highway and boot as much as I can. But then, you know, m- mortgage and wife and all that fun stuff. So no no bike now. So this is the only this is how I, I get my uh, my speed out of me.
0: Uh huh. Does Does anyone drive a Euro?
3: Oh, I wish.
1: <laughs> Actually the Euro owner's club is going to be at our uh, at our race meeting the second week of August in Geneva, Ontario. Oh nice. So the, that's one thing that's pretty cool is a uh, the street sidecar guys tend to follow us around. So there's a a fairly <laughs> decent group in the states that goes to our goes to the races down there and have anywhere between 8 to 20 sidecars show up as spectators at our events. Oh, nice.
0: So you get you get a show and a show. It's, what's That's nice it. Plan?
3: We got groupies.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are your groupies all old guys too?
3: Unfortunately, yes. Fabio's uh, a young guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, mainly. <laughs>
0: mainly. Just, I'm, I'm picturing like the all owners saying, I could do that. Get on, monkey. Come on. Let's show these whippersnappers. <laughs> <laughs> Go. I am. <laughs> 140 miles I, I just sounds awesome yeah because our, ours did what 65 ish is that tucked in too <laughs> on a favorable slope favorable
1: slope and wind, <laughs> wind.
0: <laughs> so I, i'm curious particularly i mean that the, the the drivers in the pictures are always, you know, all tucked in real low, but uh, in terms of the weight distribution, does the driver do anything to help like you would on a street side car or is the driver's job just to don't be a drag and
1: let the monkey do the monkey's work? Uh, I used to try to move around in there and I found out it was a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> it's like easier just to, or... to, it's easier just to stay try to keep up, down and, and work on steering the bike and, and, uh, Obviously, not let the Gs push you out of the bike, but but keep working. Out and The vintage sidecars, those guys, they tend to move around a lot more, but their tires are pretty pretty narrow. But mm-hmm. For us, we stay pretty low and let the let the passengers distribute the weight.
0: Now, is the no intercom thing a rule, or is it just you guys just don't use them? I don't, That's know, a the question. Rule, I don't but, know
3: if there was a rule about that.
0: But everybody just kind of doesn't as a matter of honor.
3: Yes. They don't well. want to talk to each other. Well, you know, I, like for me, my head is half the time right beside an R one, screaming. So I don't hear much, even if there was an intercom in there. Mm. And like the reaction time I have to have is pretty quick when from turn to turn. So even if Russ did want to tell me something, if if I'm not already doing it, it's kind of too late. So I don't. I think that would be mm. redundant.
0: So what are you doing in the race? What what? i mean i know what you're doing i mean how are you doing it how are you doing it? are you like watching the track or is it something like you've walked a track and you just kind of m- figured out okay this motion here this motion here and you're just kind of doing like a dance is it what, what what's that process
3: so, um, yeah, I'll know, I, I know the track beforehand. So usually what will happen is before our races, when we get to a track, we'll have a few practice sessions where, you know, we can go out for 15 or 20 minutes and just do our own thing. So we usually will build up um, our speed gradually to race speed. Um, and then what I'll, what I'll be doing is we'll be testing with, okay, on this left turn, where do I got to be? And if, if one turn I'm somewhere and you know, the bike is shaky or not where it's supposed to be, or we're under oversteering, I'll I'll have to adjust. So it's, it's all a bunch of fine tuning, but for, for the most part, I'm looking forward, just like Russ, if I see a right's coming up, I got to get to the right. If I see a left, I got to get my ass out there.
1: Okay. I think the finesse part of it, it's, it's like any road racing, there is a give and take. So certain tracks, if maybe you're too strong on a corner, sometimes you have to give that up so that you can be faster coming out of the sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a true team dyna- dynamics. Fabio also has to be able to really, when we're racing, read where I'm going to go when we get involved with tra- traffic either coming by us or, going in, or that we're passing. Mm, right, because then you're going to be maneuvering a little bit and it's not going to be just following the corners anymore. Correct. Yeah. During mm-hmm. practice, when you're by yourself, the, you have your own line and you and you just practice. But during the race, you there may be another sidecar where you actually want to go.
0: Huh. Now is that just sort of a matter of practice with the teams learning each other? You're you're going, like Fabio just going to anticipate you'll do X when you come up on a on another racer.
3: Yeah. Usually, all 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 the riders they have their own tendencies. So when you when you when you're behind. When you're, when you're holding down the chair for a rider you'll know what his tendencies are like Russ has a few certain things when he comes up behind guys that I know what's going to happen and uh, also you know, when he does something that catches you off guard it's not, it's not fun so he does it once and then you quickly remember okay <laughs> that's what he does so I'm not going to do that again I'll be, I'll be prepared next time
0: does, do passengers ever fall off?
3: yep
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fabio I, has I, the I script have. to prove it <laughs>
3: I have a shirt to prove it. Yes. You get a shirt if shirt. you fall off? No. So, what happens is we have this rule where you're, um, uh, until you complete one full race, you have to wear this like construction orange vest okay. saying, I'm a big noob. <laughs> and uh, so, in my I'm a big noob uh, shirt, I uh, kick myself out of the sidecar going about, I would say, 65, 70 miles an hour, and the shirt's not too much intact anymore.
0: <laughs> so now it's a trophy shirt
3: yeah now now I hand it to all the new guys going you gotta wear this and they look <laughs> at it with all these holes and they're like oh my god what did I get myself into
0: so so the flip side of that I guess Russ you probably I'm thinking of like when I've had passengers on my two wheeler and different passengers are varying levels of pleasant to have back there you probably kind of have to learn how your passenger is going to react to different situations too don't you
1: Oh uh, yeah for sure and and you also have to uh, because there's a lot of training involved, uh, like Fabio's experience, but I've had a few new ones, I've had experienced ones, and when you have a new passenger, you really have to be a mentor for them too to help them come along, because you need, if they have a bad habit going on that's slowing you down, you, mm-hmm. you, you need to correct that, or you have to pay attention to what they're doing. There is a fine line between... What I say, being comfortable as a passenger, and sometimes you have to compromise that comfort to go fast. Is there much
0: rotation between the teams?
1: As in? Like
0: uh, the drivers and passengers, do you guys swap, change around a lot? Is it, you guys stay pretty solid?
3: I'm trying in to go pot. on free agency, but Russ won't let me go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who fires who?
3: <laughs> well, Russ owns the bike. He's kind of the boss. I'm, I'm just kind of tagging along. But no, for, for the most part, uh usually when uh like the the longer you a team stays together, the faster they get. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're constantly moving around, you're not you're not really progressing and everybody wants to go faster and win, right? So mm-hmm. a a rider won't win if he just keeps getting a new passenger every every year.
0: Okay. So you guys just kinda you guys stick together as long as some you you're as both as interested and in stuff.
1: Yeah, as long as I can them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well
0: that's why oh, you dude. don't have the intercoms, eh? Oh, you know, but it's great. Like, on the way to Jersey, they'll be going down, and, and Fabio's going to go into a corner, and he'll just be sitting there, and or excuse me, Russ will be going into a corner, Hills he'll just be sitting there driving the car, and Fabio will be leaning out the window, like, Okay! <laughs> like a dog? Yeah, wow. he, just, he just, like, anticipates. Russ is like, Russ, Russ just turns his head, and there's already a cheeseburger there. <laughs> yeah. they, they anticipate each other. Yeah, I'm sure that's what happens. It's I goal figured. time.
3: It's from Friday morning. We, we it's it, it's nonstop teamwork all the way down there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he, Russ is like in the bathroom, and a hand comes under the <laughs> stall of toilet paper. Is that? You guys? Uh, we do cut the teamwork aspect at a certain point. <laughs> 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 I felt you needed this. I'm
0: just imagining them them fighting and having a slap fight over the stereo radio stations <laughs> on the way down. We're a well-oiled team. <laughs> I figure since it's Russ's
1: bike, he gets to own the radio. Uh, it doesn't matter to me.
3: <laughs> well, Russ is six two. I'm five five, so you know who owns the radio.
1: <laughs> the uh, it's actually on the way down to the U.S. tracks. It's always interesting going through customs and the reactions from the uh, oh, from yeah. the border patrols. Like, uh, what's in there? A sidecar? A what?
0: <laughs> and then they look at it. They're like. Bullshit. (laughs) A UFO. That's some kind of weapon. (laughs) It's got big Canadian maple leaf on it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, Do you find height makes a difference for a a rider or passenger? Since there's such a big difference between you two?
3: Well, the ideal for passengers, the the ideal... uh, (laughs) body for someone is 5'8 to 5'9 about 160 pounds that uh that's kind of if you're a rider that's what you want on on the back of your bike okay um and then for for rider for drivers i just think the smaller the belly the better
1: okay right Russ? The like well the front end you just uh they you adjust the the controls to meet whatever that driver is hmm uh, but the passenger, yeah, Fabio's great on. If you if you imagine it's sort of like a, some, a couple of people sitting on a teeter totter, a, a light guy has to go with a lot or has to go move a lot more to do the same effort. So yeah. Fabio would have to move a lot more. My last passenger was like 220 pounds range, so he didn't have to move near as far as Fabio would to do the, to make the same. Wait, he
0: just, he just kind of maybe leaned back. And forth. <laughs> he was reading a newspaper, <laughs> that's why he's not Correct. the pastor anymore. He too got, much drag, he got fired. The newspaper thing just just clinched it. Russ looked over,
1: the dude's eating a cheeseburger. What, <laughs> uh, no, he wasn't doing that. He, he, he was a good guy, he just uh, he, he had experience for a couple of years and he was uh, he was into experiencing a whole lot of other things like parachuting and that too. So, oh, okay. It's, uh, what, what kind of longevity do you find with the the
0: people in your group? Since you bring up someone doing it for a couple of years and then you're like going on.
1: Uh, as far as the teams or the drivers or?
0: Uh, individual people, the drivers and, and passengers. I mean, is it a fairly consistent group? Is there a lot of turnover?
3: Well I find I find passen- passengers usually come and go a lot. There's a few passengers that, that'll stick around for, for a handful of years or more, but drivers when you buy a bike you're pretty much you're hooked committed. for a long time, yeah.
0: You mean they're not really easy to sell?
3: Would you uh, like to buy one?
0: Yeah. Well <laughs> Yes he yes, would. I would. <laughs> well
2: kidding? we can arrange that.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to imagine the conversation that would happen right after I did. It's not a motorcycle. It's not a euro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? True. It's only driven on Sundays. <laughs> Back and forth to the. <laughs> yeah, it tends. Once you get into it, it tends to be pretty addictive, like any motorsport. But like the guys uh, on those pictures, the blue, the blue bike. He's been in it since he was 16 years old, and oh my gosh, um, he must be a beast. That's uh, Steve Fletcher. Yeah, he's from the UK, and and. um Peter SF is from actually the West Coast, but he raced professionally and he's been been at it for even longer, something like uh, 35 or 40 years at, at it now. So, Do you guys uh,
0: have much interaction with the European
1: market? Uh, as we do somewhat. There was a team this year that actually went over and raced at the Isle of Man. Okay. Um, and some guys just, you know, because of the commonality of the sidecar racing have made, made friends. There's a great... Uh, uh, website over there, Steve's place, which everybody in sidecars tends to migrate to. So yeah, yeah, there's maybe a bit of communication that way, but that's probably about it for the most part.
0: Okay, is sidecar racing bigger in Europe? A lot bigger. Us, uh, it's huge. It's
1: huge. Yeah, I was over at the Isle of Man this year, and the sidecar count for for the TT there was like seventy eight bikes.
0: For you went sidecar. to the Isle of Man. I did. Okay, all right. Completely off topic, because I want to go. Mm. Ballpark figure, how much money do I got to save up to go? Uh, You're asking depends. the wrong
3: guy. <laughs> do you want to a- sleep in a tent on the track when it's pouring rain?
0: I, I, I could tent it. I, I hear it's go. really hard to get a hotel.
1: Uh, hotel, hotels of home to some guys. I stayed in the pits, so I was helping some guys out. But the guys that I ran in over, and, and they were paying... Um, fifty pounds per person per night. So it's about a hundred dollars US per night per person for the for the combination. And then everything else is double. But they have like uh you can rent tents over there. So there's a whole like soccer field set up with tents and you just rent a tent and hmm. you know, oh sounds bad in there. That sort of thing. They're always looking for marshals too so that's a really good way to get involved with the LMN. Uh, Marshalling, yes. Uh, like track marshall
0: yes. Like, like the corner corner guys and stuff. Yes, grid grid guys. It's like the the Utah sport bike. They're always pimping for people to come volunteer and and just flag corners and stuff. And oh. Okay. Oh, because that's one of the things on my bucket list. Is to go to Island. Yeah, it's
1: to phenomenal. It. If you get a chance, go.
0: Oh, I really want to go. <laughs> so, so do you do you see the sport? I mean. It, I can't even ask this with a straight face, but is this a growth sport or is this just a, it's strictly an enthusiast kind of thing?
1: Uh, it's an enthusiast type of thing. It had been uh, quite a bit bigger, but it does get hit with attrition with the economy and tends to take longer to bounce back than the bikes. So, yeah. um, well, it's it seems like sidecars are growing, have, have
0: been growing in popularity over the last few years. Urals yeah. is getting kind of bigger and bigger.
1: Mm hmm. Do you, do you see a uh, bleed over from that? No, we see the bleed over from, from how well two-wheeled racing is going because that's the guys that are already racing. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, Oh, and they're out there in the Yeah, city. and there's some guys that just okay. uh, got to try that and, and and get onto it. I want to be on three wheels with some dude crawling all
0: over the back of me. That sounds <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, no, not we uh, yeah.
3: tried, boys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I I look at it and I, part of me is like, boy, it'd be really fun to pilot one of those. but part of me is like, it'd be a total kick to be the monkey on that.
1: Yeah, it's being a, being the a, being the monkey is a, is a riot. I loved it.
3: Yeah, no. Um, if, if if you want all the girls' attention, you become the monkey. If you want, uh, if you just want to be part of the team, you become the driver.
0: <laughs> what? Are you the guy crawling all over the top? No, I'm
1: I'm I'm down in driving the vehicle. Where's the monkey? It's like that's.
0: <laughs> Who's the guy doing yoga on the back? Are you the guy playing the guitar? Yeah. Can you introduce me to the heads guy? <laughs> oh. You know, that's interesting because whenever we've talked about track days before, mm-hmm. you get this sort of glazed look in your eye like you're counting in your head and mm-hmm. waiting for a mad mouth to stop moving. <laughs> <laughs> but when you talk about this, you kind of light up. Well, I, honestly, this, this is a lot more fascinating. It has all the things I like about sailing racing. I can just show up and be like, uh... I want to race and people be like, cool, come Hang, over here. Hang on. Can you, <laughs> can you hold on to things? Yeah. You're hired.
1: Well, there's a little bit more to it than that. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, <laughs> but not, much. And not much.
0: Hired is kind of figurative.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> you know, a question. So we get there, all There's a
0: rail meat equivalent.
1: There's so. a racer's question that all racers get. How much money did you make?
0: Uh, not much. I'm assuming you don't make money. Uh, no,
1: it's all for us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, uh, just I mean, you know, we've talked to other ra- like two-wheeled ra- racers, and they're all kind of like about the the bleeding red line and stuff. But but for this, it just it just seems like something you've got to
1: love it to do this. Yeah, I think it does. Well, it's like all forms of racing. Um, I think the one thing that does hurt us is the perception of of danger. It is obviously a, a dangerous sport, but it's no more dangerous than other motorsports are out there. Yeah, I, yeah, whipping whipping
0: along just above the concrete, wearing leather and a and a composite helmet at 160 is pretty dangerous, no matter what you're on. Yeah.
1: Well, I think the two wheel guys tend to probably hurt themselves a bit more than us. They do.
0: They do like to crash. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought this would be more dangerous than just regular motorcycle racing. Because it depends on your driver and your monkey. Mm-hmm. But
1: Fabio wanted to ditch them in a pit, he probably could. <laughs> well,
3: yeah. yeah. I like I I did,
1: to, I, I ditch him on the next corner then.
3: And yeah, you go. I like I like to play a game. It's called jump out before the left hand turn and see what Russ does when he thinks I'm out to the left. <laughs> 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 when that chair wheel comes and up in, in half a second to ninety degrees, he's like, Oh, where's Fabio?
0: <laughs> i I'm missing something. Something is different.
1: the a joke around the pits is also that the marshals have a have a flag for pointing to the driver if they lose their money, it's the debris flag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>.
1: <laughs> but seriously do they Sorry, do have a flag to help sweet. us out because if we lose a passenger it could be dangerous. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. They, just, they have to go out there and sweep up the track. <laughs> really, it's really super easy to crash your, bu- your machine. And then, of course, there's a bunch of other Yahoos coming along. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on with us, guys. This has been really cool. Um, okay. if you want to see more about their association, their webpage is sidecarracers.com. We'll have a link on our show notes and they sent us a ton of pictures. So I'm going to organize those in some way and get those up on the, on the show notes as well. Awesome. Uh, Russ, Fabio, thanks, guys, man. That that's been great. Hey, thanks thanks for, for having us. Oh man, it's like you said, all the other kinds of racing. I'm like, yeah, you know, you go fast around know, the circle, whatever. You know. Yeah, you yeah, always get this really bored, glazed. You know, I wish I had donuts. Look. Yeah, this sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, really, it sounds like so much. It reminds me of kind of like the the thrill I get from from sailing racing. It's okay. like sailing, unless you're on like a laser, or a really small boat. It's a team thing and you're all working together and you can yell and scream at each other. But kind of like Fabio says, it's like, if you, if you wait for instructions from somebody else, it's too freaking late. Okay. You know? Um, and so you, you end up with these crews that become this well-oiled machine and those are the boats that are winning stuff. Um, and it's just cool that, that teamworky kind of feeling to it. I also like the fact that the barrier to entry is relatively low because I feel like, you know, for track on a two wheeler, it, it, it seems like a bit of a commitment. Yeah, I mean a... they they try to make it as easy as you as they can, but the fact of the matter is, it's just not friggin' easy, and it's never going to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, like, <laughs> I mean, you can show up for a track school, and you know, but yeah, it's here. It sounds a lot easier if you just kind of go out to there. Got some leathers? Yeah, Download day and all in. That's pretty cool. Plus, being the monkey just seems like a like a real hoot to me. That sounds like I I just seems to me like I can only imagine how exhausted. They must be at the end of a race. Oh God, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys, I mean, just uh, they've got to be. The driver is just folded up in there, in yeah. this tiny little space, holding on for dear life, hoping to hell the monkey is doing something good. And the Monkey's monkey is doing hot, all yoga. The <laughs> hot, hot yoga over place. Hot yoga in motorcycle letters. Yeah, just like yeah. I don't know, man. I'd probably get really tired halfway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop. 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 You're Stop. like tapping him on the helmet. Dink, dink, dink. Guys, get the newspaper out. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, why can't I go around corners but <laughs> <what> good anymore? <laughs> <laughs> He's cornering like shit today. Why is that guy waving the debris flag? Todd's <laughs> <laughs> sliding down the track.
2: <laughs> <laughs> newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
3: Grease. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, buying it. I think it's a sport for me <laughs> yeah? yeah no they did it here are you kidding me if they did it here would you not be out there like I'd I'll be the you. monkey I'd go try it yeah totally We should. I wonder if the west coast guys ever make it yeah, up this, I wonder far, if they're out this far if they're in mm.
2: California
0: if they're in Vegas that would be doable Vegas would be very doable mm. and I would be surprised if they don't hit Vegas yeah, yeah. so we've got one email this week one it's from uh, Karim Karim Karoom. I think it's Kareem. Karoom! And he actually wrote us a serious question. I think he was writing to the wrong podcast. Um, yeah, he does address it to, uh, Chris and, and James. Yeah. So. Hey, the pace. <laughs> <laughs> so now that I live in Austin, Texas, and this isn't that crazy an idea, what are your recommendations for year round commute? Re- year-round commuting on two wheels. Any recommendations for rain riding gear? <laughs> Chuck, anal what? St- <laughs> Show still on. Oh right, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, rain riding gear. Uh, uh a rain suit. <laughs> Uh, you read what Frog Togs? Is that the one you? Uh, I uh, i <laughs> I had Frog Togs. They self destructed. I have I have some like sailing foul weather gear back to the sailing thing again, okay. which is amazing stuff, but is like seriously big and heavy. I've got uh, makes half, me look like Gorton's fisherman. I've got half of BMW rain gear, mm-hmm. um, just the pants mm-hmm. and some generic jacket. I think I'd like to go back and get the rest of the BMW one. Yeah, because that that was a really nice. The pants are awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, th- these days with the with the fall stuff, I actually just have a pair of rain pants. Okay. Because you know, if you keep the fall staff treated with the fresh wax, sure, you know, every yeah. year and a half or so, it's like uh, whatever. Yeah, uh, you know, what rain for? I mean, it really depends on the rain. We don't get the kind mm-hmm. of consistent. That's true. I like, always walk out in the rain here expecting rain. Like I grew up with back East and it's uh, like sprinkle, sprinkle, yeah. sprinkle, sprinkle, even if it rains hard, five minutes and it stops. It's gone. So your know, yeah. rain pants is about, you know, and, yeah. any decent jacket any halfway new, decent jacket yeah, would be fine. I don't know what kind of rain to get in Austin. Um, I don't know. I, I, if you, if you get a shitload of rain, I would make sure you get something that's an actual laminate, not just a DWR compounds like a Gore-Tex or something mm-hmm. where it's got an interior laminate. Um, you can get the uh, pvc uh, like coated stuff and that's super good but it has the breathability of like a garbage Zero. bag <laughs> <Yeah>. false <laughs> no my uh, my my sailing stuff is actually uh, that okay but it's like you know you can you can weather north atlantic storms in it and come out the other side and has this big high squishy collar that goes up around your neck it's awesome i'm i'm picturing the the yellow rain suits the guys yeah yes. that it's that's, the Gordon's Fisherman that's outfit. what you <laughs> I roll up. I roll up next to people. I'm like, hey, 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 buddy, fish sticks, <laughs> fish sticks, <laughs> want some fish sticks? <laughs> if only you could wear the hat too. I know, right? I could put the hat and the beard on the outside of my helmet. are <laughs> like, hey, you want a fish stick? I need the PA system. <gasps> hey, hey, you want a fish stick? Fish sticks. Hey, kids, want, want some fish sticks, kids? Fish stick. Oh, uh, fish nuggets. Fish, fish. <laughs> yeah,
1: the
0: thing the thing about the series, the thing about rain gear though, is if you buy the rain gear because it looks cool with your stuff, you're you're probably gonna be disappointed. If you buy the dumbest shit looking rain gear with the biggest, dumbest flaps and the brightest colors, that's the rain gear that's actually gonna be really good. Why do you say that? Um because most of the time, for rain gear to be effective, it has to cover you, right? Yeah. Which means it's got to have great big flaps. And the other thing is, for rain gear to be really effective, you got to be super visible in it. Which means, like, the crazier the color is, you know, the bright Gorton's fisherman yellow, yeah. Yeah. the easier you are to see, mm-hmm. which makes it good. It also wants to be long so it covers up yeah. because you don't you don't want like the gap where rain comes in around your waist because, of all, hilarious for your friends. <laughs> and then the rain pants should fit like old man pants, like they come up like over your gut kind yeah. of thing. The BMW pants are really good, except they're black. Uh, yes. <laughs> they have a reflective stripe yeah. on the sides, but they what, are dark colored. Uh, why would you make reindeer in black? I just don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Germans. I, did, 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 Germans. It, it should be bright yellow or like high-vis or something. I mean, any. Germans. Germans. But there's all these there's all these ones out there that are the, you know, like, it's cheap PVC-coated stuff and it's thin PVC-coated stuff. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. The last time the Germans went for something high biz red, say mm-hmm. it didn't work out. Didn't go no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, rain, rain gear, the, the thing about rain gear is you will get the money back out of it. You put into it mm-hmm. unless you're in the desert, in which case you just freaking use whatever yeah, think poncho. my current pair of pants is like a pair of, uh, I don't even use the Gorton's fisherman pants for normal use. Cause they're big. Um, I use like a pair of crappy like Coleman Walmart pants. For, oh, that's see. adequate. Any other recommendations? Um, gloves. You know, get a pair of, of cold weather gloves. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know how cold it gets in Austin. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need gear for each of the seasons you're gonna see. I, I gather it's you know our fall equivalent in the winter there. Yeah. In which case, you know, a, a onesie, a solid onesie is a good way to go. Yeah. Um, and in the summer you will want a solid onesie with a lot of vents or a mesh onesie. Mm-hmm. I suspect it gets hot enough. You will want to stick with and the man. solid with vents and the mesh will be too meshy. Oh, you think? Well, it's the same effect as like my, my fall staff jacket. Like my mesh suit is nice and like the kind of hot. Yeah. But when it gets really hot, all it does is blow the sweat off you and you're just hot as shit. Yeah. You know, when it's like the hair How's dryer hot. In the, in the fall staff? Oh, it's really hot. Brilliant when you're moving. When, when you're hot. moving, when, when you're well, here's the thing: when you're standing still, what gear do you have that's nice? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so when you're moving, you get slower moving air that circles around you inside the jacket, mm-hmm. which actually helps cool you better. Okay, and this is one of those things. There's an article out there someplace, but you, you, a, a more solid jacket with vents will actually help cool you better. That's why people who live in the desert wear these big, heavy, loose robes. Yeah, uh, that trap a little bit of the air inside, moving slowly around them. We were somewhere hot riding mm-hmm. recently. Yeah, how was your inside of your jacket? It's fine. Really, mine was a my my suit was mm-hmm. just oh, uh, it was a swamp. Oh, it was it was kind of swampy in there, and it wasn't mine. particularly pleasant. But the the other nice thing about the fall staff, the cotton, um, breathes. Okay, cotton breathes like crazy. I mean, I felt good. Mm-hmm. But man, when I got out of it after—oh yeah, no—it was it was mad swampy oh, inside. Man. It's still relying on sweat to cool you. It and was just—and the, the, the smell of my fall staff jacket is is very Todd. Yeah. Um, you might notice my suit was inside out in the garage. Yeah, for a reason because <laughs> it's a little chuck in there. God damn, <laughs> it's, it's it's awfully chuck inside right now. Yeah, it was uh, it's a thing. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was swampy inside, but you're cool inside. Yeah, you know. it felt it felt fine as long as we were. As long as you're moving. in motion, yeah. Phew, yeah. Sitting still. Uh, sitting still was the thing. Not so good. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. It's a red light. And I've decided I know what my suit needs. What's that? And uh, Gazi, if you're listening, it needs a suspender for to hold the suit up while you have it off. Oh yeah, where you where you just peel the top part off, peel the and top like, part off, man, and hang out back. That would be really useful. Something to hit, like sling over your shoulder and just hold hold them up. Sure, yeah. So so because like if you're if you're wearing the suit on a ride, you're not gonna be wearing pants under it. Yeah, you just got underwear under yeah. it. Yeah, and you know being able to just sling it over the back when you stop on the side of the road to eat or whatever would be awful nice. Yeah, because you know with with just the pants on it slung off, you feel fine. Yeah, you're, it's tolerable even in the heat. It mm-hmm. was tolerable. Yeah, and but, it's actually that sling-off effect is the reason I went back to a two-piece for touring. Mm-hmm. Because, like, around town, you know, I'm lazy shit and I just wear the jacket now. But, you yeah. know, for work, who cares? You strip it off, or you put it on. But, like, for touring, the one-piece starts to get annoying because you end up in, like, half a suit. Yeah, yeah. You know, something like, because, I mean, if you're walking, you know, you're walking around, you're holding it up with one hand. yeah, looking, like, really dorky and... <laughs> I mean, dorkier than you normally look in a one-piece. Even, even dorkier, yeah. So, like, a suspender, a sling, something. I'm yeah. going to see if I can rig something up for my suit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, a one-piece that's not in the dark color is a great way to go. Yeah. Um, If your commute's short and you are accepting of the risk, you know, a good jacket and just do your work, you know, get a pair of, like, the uh, Duluth Trading Fire Hose pants or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it kind of a? It's a compromise. I tend to go with. Yeah, I, I tend to go with the Duluth Firehose pants. Yeah, which, I I love those. Oh yeah, they're great. The newer the newer ones with a little bit of stretch to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The it, I'm so used to the old ones. Yeah. That the newer ones feel less like they have less body to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know. Yeah. The the Duluth pants are awesome. They're pretty they, good. Uh, yeah, they're great. And I I've heard. Anecdotal stories about them having yeah, the an- good The abrasion. anecdotes are that they, they do all right, you know, like about what you'd expect for a good strong pair of pants to do. Yeah. Not, you know, they're not protecting you from getting your knees back. There's no right? impact. Yeah. No impact, no impact whatsoever. Abrasion. Yeah, abrasion, you could do worse. Yeah. You could do better. Yeah. So, yeah. Du- you know, Duluth and a good yeah. jacket. Yeah, it depending, it, like I said, a lot of that depends on where you're commuting, and how long you're commuting. If I was commuting more than four minutes, I'd still be wearing my onesies all the time. More than four minutes? Okay. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, my, I my my doors. average commute. Excuse me, my average commute is seven minutes, according to Google. Sometimes I hit forty-five, <laughs> but not always. Yeah, I you know I take the fifteen-minute freeway commute, mm-hmm. but I, there's still a lot of days I'll still wear the. Was that you? Maybe go ahead and blame it on the dog. <laughs> it's the dog. I don't believe you. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> Ask me what I've learned. What have you learned, this week, Shaq? I've learned I gotta go. <laughs> I've learned I want to go. <laughs> I've learned you're between me and the door. And that I, needs to be fixed. I've learned that there's a new sport I can get into with a with a risk of messy death as a side effect, which is really key for me in a sport. <laughs> And that's all we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 8019174136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Hell, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps.